booze, but it's fine because it's Halloween. Yeah, and I'm getting comfy in my chair for the intro. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of House Ho. This is your hostess, as always, Animoosh. What is up? And welcome back to another fantastic episode. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I am recording this intro on Halloween, October 31st. Um, but the day that I recorded this episode was uh, several months ago, <laughs> back in June. Um, so I wanted to hop on here and give y'all another little intro and kind of just catch you up on what's going on with me and then we'll get into the episode. So out here with this makeup, um, although I think I'm going to keep it. I actually think I like the white face with the black lip and the Monroe. That is uh, going to be my look from now on. So get used to it, spooky hoes. Anyways, um, what's been going on with me? Uh, you know, I was thinking about this today. I love Halloween now, but I used to be so afraid of Halloween as a kid growing up. I'm such a scaredy cat and I, I hate like bloody scary movies um and when I was in elementary school dude like I would call my mommy to like come get me because uh all the boys in class would have that like scream mask that you would like pump and like the blood would come out and I was just I was so scared and like that's so so silly to think about now it's like a mask dude like grow up you know there are scarier things out in the world like fucking people trying to take away your rights but like anyways um it's just, it's cool to see how you get over <laughs> fears. Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot because I've been thinking about resilience a lot. Like the last couple episodes, um, I've been talking to my guests sort of about their resilience and, and the evolution of their craft um, and how location, it, your goals don't have to be like location dependent, you know? So just getting over like a lot of, there's just been a lot of like changes in my life in like the last couple of months since I recorded this episode. Um, there's just been so many changes. And what I'm actively working on now is a like facing anything that outwardly makes me uncomfortable and scared and b just like not. <laughs> can we have a couple of no change, couple months of just like no changes? Just we've done like 14 rebirths in the last like three years. Can we chill? Um, so just I'm working on not having so many transitions in my life. And I'm wondering if other people are feeling the same. Like, uh, you know, for the last three years, I feel like I went from this uh, creative person who's had sort of like a dull shine because I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. And then over the last couple of years, it's just been like this evolution and growth and now that I'm like I mean obviously we're still working on it I'm not, I haven't reached the mountaintop yet <laughs> obviously but we're 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 working on on that dream and I was so scared to to even try that dream and I didn't even know that until like the last couple of years so just kudos to me and to all of you who have been going through all of these transformations and rebirths you know in the last like couple months couple years if you've shed people in your life if you've shed things that you know you used to like or maybe things that you just like really hated and now you don't do them anymore because you're like oh 
I could die tomorrow, you know? Like, um, yeah. Growth, I, I have a page about this in my coloring book, um, which is out, by the way. Uh, postcards from my trip. It's out. I know I've talked about it literally on every single episode of this podcast, but I'm still just so proud of myself that I completed designing, illustrating a coloring book that has meaningful content in it. That is me directly speaking to you, but like through to me. Really, it's to me. It's really from me to me, but like you can also have it is really what I'm looking at. I think it will help anybody. Um, even if you're not doing it for if you even if you don't have it just for like a mental break reason, it's just it's fun. It's just fun stuff. But anyways, I have a page in my coloring book that uh, is the Grim Reaper just sort of surrounded by a bunch of flowers and psychedelic turns. And it says that growth can also sometimes feel like loss. And that marinate in that for a sec. Growth can also feel like loss. And man, have I felt that, you know, like I've talked about a couple briefly, uh, friend divorces and just family things and uh, experiences with different, you know, work opportunities and creative opportunities that didn't pan out. And, you know, you grow from each one of those things and each one can be more or less traumatic than the next. But I mean, you grow from each one of those things and you shed what you don't need and you take what you do. And sometimes that empty feeling of letting go of something for a good reason can emulate the same feeling as loss. But really, it's just you like moving on to the next level, you know? So, you know, sit with that for a sec. And um, we can, let's, let's, just wanted to update you guys that I'm feeling good. <laughs> and I hope that you're feeling good too. I know like holiday season is coming around too. And like, you know, holidays classically are like nostalgia time and can bring up old feelings. And, you know, maybe there are people in, that are not in your life anymore that were last year at the holiday season or, or you know, whatever the case may be. All I'm here to say is just be nice to yourself and uh, revel in like the good thoughts and the good memories. And I mean, you can be a realist and live in this universe and also be a positive person for yourself because we're healing by example. So um, this one is for anybody who, you know, is possibly going to be going through some emotions in the next couple of months as holidays come up. And, you know, this this is for you. Um, my guest today, man, am I fucking excited for you guys to hear this. Like, whoo, first of all, Halloween's her favorite holiday. So how apropos that this just happens to be coming out on the spooky eve of Hallow's Eve uh, itself. Um, my guest is uh, honestly a fucking inspiration. Um, her podcast, Guys We Fucked, was the first podcast that I ever listened to. And geez, six or seven years ago at this point, never thought I'd actually have a podcast myself. Never mind have her on the podcast. 
But that shit's dope. Um, Corinne Fisher, uh, you know her, you love her. She is the host, like I said, of the widely known and loved podcast, Guys We Fucked. She also has another couple of podcasts without a country and um, Two Less Lonely Girls. And she has a comedy special out called Our Special Day, which I was the art director for. Um, Her and Christina Hutchinson put together just an absolutely fantastic special. And I'm so happy that I was asked to be a part of it. Um, Man, let's just get into it. Comedian, author, podcaster, one of my favorite humans, Corinne Fisher, everybody. You are now listening to the sounds of... All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of House Ho. I am your host, Ani Moosh, and today I am graced. Oh, wow. I was like, is someone else coming in? That I, am I going to be excited? This is so... You're like one of... I think the third guest in a row that's like, wait, what? Like <laughs> when I start to too nice, we can't handle it. <laughs> There's so many things. Um, comedian, author, TED Talk speaker, wow, podcaster of several podcasts, widely known. The guys we fuck podcast, without a country, two less lonely girls. I went back. I know. I was like, wow, you named <laughs> one that I wasn't even thinking that was going to be named today, but I do love that one. Oh yeah, I used to listen to that back in the day, and we'll oh. get we'll get there. But okay. Yeah. What else did I have on here? I had director mm-hmm. uh, of your comedy special, our special day, and the list goes on. Today. Wow, we have Corinne Fisher in the building. Hey, you just amped me up. I mean, I think I'm gonna just uh, call you up and ask you to say that every day before I leave the house. Just make it your uh, alarm. That would be so good. I've actually tried to do that and have not been able to figure out a way to like talk to myself and my alarm. Oh yeah, because <laughs> I'm like, if I can yell at myself to wake up, then maybe that would be better. Yeah, bitch, get up. Yeah. Some days it's so easy to get up, and some days it's so hard. It's not even like a depression thing. It's just like sometimes I'm exhausted. I'm tired. When because I, I own a business. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> As so do you. Multiple. Yeah. Um. That's enough. Do it yourself. So they things. said. As the- <laughs> we didn't know that we were the meanest bosses of all. Yeah. The only way to get it done the way that you want to get it done is to either hire someone that knows more than you or to do it yourself. Right. <laughs> and that's what I. That's what I love about you. Um. Because you, you. You always get things done. I. I said I need to call a bitch who gets things done. And Yo. there's. And you would think that list would be extensive in New York City. Arguably, I would say one of the hardest working cities in America, yeah. if not the hardest working. Uh, sorry, LA, we knew it wasn't you. <laughs> um, and uh, it's still really hard to find people who like get it. Yeah. I mean, don't clip this and make me sound like no. Kim Kardashian, no, no. but <laughs> I think she's doing better than me. So no, that I preach that all the time. Thank you so much. That's a huge compliment. I love it. Um, just ha- and we were talking about this the other day too. Just like finding your people that you can trust and that you yeah. can like, talk to. Um, because especially in entertainment, I feel like it's, everyone wants to be bubbly and like friendly or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like loyal to you. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. it's so crazy to not, it's not crazy. It's not crazy at all, but, um, we're in a world of narcissists, but, um, I wanted to talk to you because I seem to get along most with people who use cunt every day <laughs> in their language. I thought you were going to be like, people who are mean. Um, yes, I love cunt. It's fu- funny because on my website, it's it, I when I, uh, I built it, my friend is my my webmaster, and yeah. he was like, I, I told him I wanted to, it to say writer, comedian, cunt. Yes. And he was like, and he is a gay guy. He's 
not that that all gay guys have a great sense of humor, but I would say most of them do. Yes. And uh, even he was like, are you sure you want to do that? I feel like it'll lose you business. And I said, no, actually what it is, is it's a fast skimming process for me yep. because anyone who is offended by the word cunt written on my website <laughs> is not someone I should be working with to begin with. Yeah, they're not your demo. So let's, <laughs> let's find out quick. That's the same reason I put a 9-11 joke in my dating profile on Hinge. <laughs> I go, let's skim the fat. Why am I going to meet up for dinner if you're, you're yeah. going to be offended by that joke. Fuck yeah. And I, it's, it, it worked so great. Yeah, I mean, like, it repeatedly... You've shown specifically how, like, you can curse <laughs> yeah. in honestly anything and make it work. Guys, we fucked. Fucked. Like, the we name did have of a your problem. book. Yeah, we had a, we had a problem for a while where we're like, sure. we're going to put fucking everything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, once you start a fuck brand, yeah. you can't unfuckify it. <laughs> so it's just there for the taking. Right. But, I mean, it is a skimming process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it kind of is in your face. Like, this is what we're talking about. And exactly. We're getting forward with it. And I think that is, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about not being someone who wavers at all like right. you are a great example of someone it can go <laughs> either ways because then people I dated would be like um yeah she literally won't compromise on anything <laughs> but... <laughs> but I mean you know but the thing is you know what you want so that is sure. a quality that I admire a lot and especially like in business and not being wavering because there's so many people who I'm sure have told you don't fucking do that oh yeah and how do you how how you, how do you respond to that? How is your yeah? Well, I mean, uh, how's it developed over time? It's when you tell someone not to do something. Uh, I think it's like actually too layered, especially as a female in yeah. a male dominated business, because most times it's it's not only is it someone who's not you telling you not to do it, it's also a dude telling you not to do it. Yeah, um, which makes me just want to do it even more. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I kind of look at the reasons why they're telling me not to do it. And oftentimes when you really pick it apart, it's because they are not as brave in their art as I would want to be. And they haven't taken the same risks. And so it's like they're projecting their fear Mm -hmm. onto me. And that's fine because in a way it's like protective. They are looking out for me, Mm -hmm. but that's not the way I want to live my life I want to live my life forcefully yeah and yes that's gonna create more issues for me so but when it like when something I do hits it really hits and then when it doesn't like it really fails but to me that's the I why why be try to be mediocre yeah I don't want to play it safe just to succeed or just so people like me or so just so I'm more palatable I hate that there's so much like uh when you're a woman in the entertainment business there's so much conversation especially like someone in front of the camera it's so much like likability palatable like we're we're working on a tv show right now right and I probably shouldn't be talking about this whatever it's you um is that like my character literally based on me is not likable and to that i say a lot of people aren't likable there should be more unlikable women on tv mm-hmm. in my opinion none of the characters on girls were likable i loved that show yeah. the the characters on love if you watch that yep. they're not likable but none of them how many people in your everyday inf- interactions are likable and also if we're being honest i find the less likable people in the world get things done uh more yeah. accurately and they're probably not likable because they don't have that extra energy yeah um to be a fake bitch all the time yeah. <laughs> you know for lack of a better word i honestly find the more that i shed uh 
those people or like be able to help someone else in like the opposite way. Yeah. Um, the more I feel like myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. the more direct I am with this is what I want. And it does take fucking 30 years to figure out what you want. And if you figure that out sooner, that's awesome. Sure. Um, but it takes a long time and like people think it will fucking happen overnight and it doesn't. And the things you want can change too. I think people sure. don't realize that this, you know, same as in, you know, relationships, how your feeling can change. Mm-hmm. Your fe- your feelings can change during like a singular sexual interaction. So over the span of three decades, obviously what you want and your pursuits yeah. will change. And I think like, you know, sometimes uh, for a long time, since I was a little kid, all I wanted to do was become famous. And then I got a little tiny taste of being famous. And I was like, fuck, this is not it. Like yeah. this is not the, uh, the uh, antidote to whatever it is I'm looking for. And so while I'm still pursuing it because to me, like the fame comes from succeeding in something that you love. It's just mm-hmm. like a byproduct of it. So I'm happy to receive that. Um, if, and when it comes, sorry, I have to be like manifesting yeah. when it comes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there, I know that I need something else in my life uh, to make me happy and feel fulfilled. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like saving animals in some way. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the that only constant. Yeah. That's the only constant. So, but I can do both. I just need to make sure I'm doing the one that's like, yeah. Satisfactory to my soul. Right. But you're leading that with intention. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're going through like, I want to do this because I have a passion for this or right. I think that this needs to change. And like, I, I've been the saying that I've been uh, kind of, over and over again for like the past month is like healing by example for instance yeah. like if you are internally hurt and you are surrounded by people who have also gone through whatever and they don't yeah either want to change or like don't maybe not change is the wrong word but like do things to help themselves evolve, evolve yeah. grow you know not take things personally like you have to do that for yourself and say, like, show them because people don't like to be talked at. Yeah. You know? No, that's like a really, that's like it was a pivotal moment. And it came pretty early in being in comedy specifically because I've been in entertainment for a long time. Mm-hmm. But comedy specifically was where I immediately felt that during so many social interactions, it was just comics sitting around at a table being like, why did this person get this and I didn't? And I, when I was not successful, I couldn't handle that energy and I can't handle that energy Agreed. now that I am successful. It's toxic. I used to tell my friends, like, in this time that we are all sitting around a table shit-talking our peers, we could be writing a joke. Yeah. We could be working on a script or at the very least, we could just be enjoying each other's company. Yeah, taking a At break. At the very least. Yeah. I mean, if you're constantly grinding, like, turn it off for, like, yeah. a minute, mm-hmm. you know? Um, because that's when you become creative, when, like, you're able to relax and your brain can chill. And um, I have a problem, which I'm sure many people in the entertainment industry do, of, like, overworking myself and, Same. like, not taking a break and... Um, it's funny, I'm doing this a little bit early right now in the episode, but I, I have an accountability segment where I like try to manifest something and it's my, it's my report of like what I did with my art this week. Nice. Um, so I have to do it. Um, but I was thinking about it today and I'm like, I really need to just spend more time with myself and my family. Yeah. You know, so instead of, I've been, I've been grinding and I think that I need to just take like a little blip, just not stop, but like pay more attention to the people that you love. Um, who are sporting you. And I think yeah. you'll be surprised like how 
it how little it will affect your work yeah. and your productivity level. That was a big lesson I learned during COVID. It took four and a half months off of stand-up, not by choice, yeah. but it was the longest I had ever gone since I had started uh, stand-up at that point 11 years prior. Jesus, and yeah. I was terrified. I, I go, I've worked so hard on honing this skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember going back to it, and geez, I was so nervous. It was like starting it was like doing it all over again. And then as soon as I got through the set, I go, I go, this is a now an ingrained skill. You just have it. You don't do stand-up comedy now. You are a stand-up comedian. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. And it was great because I was like killing myself. I when anytime I was in New York, I was doing like uh, definitely 15 spots a week and I was like, "You know what? I can do 8, 9, 10 spots a week and be the same level of comedian mm-hmm. and also get the other stuff done." Yeah. Because there, you know, it's hard to avoid that, like, why is that person getting this and I'm not mentality? Of course, I'm a human being I, I and I have an ego. I feel these things. Um, so I still, you know, sometimes think it even. I, I, sure. I, I really try not to sit around and talk about that. Sure. Um, sometimes with Christina, but she's the only <laughs> one. Um, but not with other people. But when that, that thought crept up on me, I was just like, okay, um, well, how do we resolve this? How do we work on other things? How do we... It, it, sitting around and thinking, why did someone else get that is just never... Pointless. It's never conducive yeah. to anything. Yeah. I'm. Uh, someone was in here yesterday. I uh, forget who they were quoting, but like... Uh, you can't get upset about the work that you didn't do. Of course. <laughs> yeah. It just does like, and people do that yeah. on the regular on Instagram, just in the comments, you know what I mean? Like getting upset. For oh no re- yeah. It's crazy. And my manager even said to me, my manager is great because he's the complete opposite of me. Like I'm a, I'm a Jersey girl who will like eat McDonald's and wear sweatpants yeah. till she dies. And he's crisp white shirt, clear glasses, you know Michelin star restaurants and I love that and I love experiencing that with mm-hmm. him and I feel like he gives me like the finesse I need as a representative mm-hmm. um, but he said to me kind of I'm paraphrasing but he was like just do the thing like it's never going to be perfect it's never going to be exactly what you want but like just doing it is more than most people will ever do Yeah, and that was imp- even though it's not like a groundbreaking statement it was important for me to hear especially from someone I respect because there are so few. Um, and uh, But I really respect him and I love him. And I if, I feel like he's someone who I would be friends with whether or not yeah. it, it was, you know, in my interest. And um, I think uh, I needed to hear that because I'm such a perfectionist. So even with like this new... Uh, trend of putting stand-up clips on Instagram. Uh, I know I've talked to you about it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for me. I I, yeah. I have hundreds of tapes from clubs, and I just watch them back, and I killed in the room, and mm-hmm. I did great, and I watch it back, and I go, this isn't good enough. Yeah. This isn't good enough to post. Yeah. And I consider myself to be like a very solid stand-up comedian. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah. And I get booked a lot, and uh, I'm well-received live, but I just go, this isn't, like, I know I can hit, like being really, really, really good at this. That's why I have an interest in it and a, and a drive. But I'm like, I just, I don't like applause for mediocre shit. Yeah. <clears throat> like even when it, a couple, I feel like in the past decade, I love theater and uh, people just started doing standing ovations for everything. Can't <laughs> think of anything more annoying. I'm the bitch who sets it unless I think you earned it. Yeah. What is it? What is it? I don't, it doesn't mean anything if you're always standing. No, no. And you had just said something and it like it dawned on me. Yeah. Um about uh fuck, I just lost it. Ah uh da, 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 da. like getting out and doing getting it. Getting out and doing it. Uh fuck. I just like escaped my world. I do I'm it like, all the time. 
It's so hard. That's why I started like putting a notepad next to me oh, when I podcast. It was uh, th- this was one of my accountability things. Actually, you're mm. talking about putting out stand up clips. Sorry, my fucking brain. <laughs> um, I I do a lot of art, obviously. Yeah. And the trend is like put out progress. And my whole life, that's been something so sacred to me. Like, I do that in solitary. Like, yes. I paint alone. Yes. Um, I don't like to post po- progress shit because it's just not, it's my thing. It's, it's like, not done yet. Somebody, it's like having someone watch me masturbate, honestly. It's that I get personal. It. I get it. And so I have to, like, <laughs> now, not that I'm like, oh, I have to bend for, like, whatever. But I'm like, I get why people want to see it. It's the same reason why someone would have a podcast if someone's interested in you, they want to know what your opinions are. They want to know about blah, blah, blah. So you have yeah. to, if you want that following and you want people to support you and they want to see it, you have to find a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've just been doing like Instagram or whatever experiments. Like I'll sure. do this piece for that so people can see and like how it happens. And then I don't know. I think part yeah. of it, part of that want to see the progress is that so it doesn't seem so unreachable because right. when you see a magnificent final product that's unreachable and people are so fucking insecure that they need to see, see it when it's just scratches on a page and they go, I could do that too. <laughs> um, and yeah, and they just need to, yeah, they need, and they also probably just want to copy it like and be like, oh, I need to see it step by step so I can uh, emulate this. Oh my God, even if you give that to people, they won't fucking do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've seen that over and over again like in podcasting right Right. you can give people the steps exactly and people are like but but you Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you do it yeah and and like that's okay if you're at a certain level and you have a following but if you're still building like no one wants to sit around and like hear you just bullshit you know like talk about what you care about and like who like that's what people care to hear mm-hmm. you know and work in progress also is that's like the fucked up thing about stand-up and and, and cancel culture i know cancel culture is overused and over talked about and sometimes like misused like i'm not ta- you sure. know I, I always say yeah no it's not cancel culture if you raped someone and then you can't perform at a club anymore yeah that's not that's the law yeah that's ethics <laughs> um but i'm talking about saying you know saying something that people don't deem socially appropriate um, and that's the messed up thing about comedy because it's always a work in progress. Like until it's in that comedy special or on that comedy album, sure. it's a work in progress. People think like, oh, it's only a work in progress at an open mic. But no, every time I'm going out to these live audiences, it's yeah. a it's a work in progress. So the you know over dramatic gasps from the audience from someone who's never done a day of volunteer work in their life is is so eye roll inducing. Yeah, it's. People make me angry. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're just going to leave and like sl- light something on fire and march down the street. <laughs> I just get real amped up. I mean, but it, that's why, you know, the word cunt is something that just really hits right when people are like, you know what I Anyone mean? Anyone who appreciates stand-up knows, the, knows yeah. like what a, what a good word sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The consonants are what make cunt. it tasty and num, 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 num. So good. But, okay, so you're... You're an entrepreneur. We're talking about how kind of like ethics in a way. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of artists, some they don't maybe recognize themselves as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, especially like in comedy or even in art or whatever, if you're like making money from your art or pursuing it in some way, you have to kind of think of it in like a business formation. And I don't know how often. You think about this, but I think about this probably every day. It's like business ethics and like Ugh. what you're doing. I think about ethics a lot. I would be so much further ahead in my career. Oh, God. If I didn't have 
if I didn't morals fucking care. <laughs> so annoying. And I see I have friends without morals and I honestly I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I um there's like been a couple of occasions where I like have to put my obviously put my foot down because that's what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, often. <laughs> yep. But like the surprise in oh she's she's definitive it and it makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me so mad because I'm just being nice, and I it, fe- it makes me feel like I can't be nice to people. Yeah, you, you know can't. what I mean. You just can't. Bad news. I know. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> Doesn't I mean, that suck? Not for me. I find being uh, nice grueling. Yeah. But um, you know, like I mean, well, they talk about a lot about like being nice and being kind. Like I, I do feel like when kindness is necessary, I show it. But like, kind of like the the day to day fluffiness yeah. of being like. You know, enjoyable to be around. Yeah. That I'm not to get a teddy bear. That's yeah. not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to make you feel good about you. I'm sorry that you were get a dog that you were misparented. Yeah, that, we can't go back that far right now. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't get me started. We can't go back that far in this moment. This is a tw- transaction at Dwayne Reed. It really is something <laughs> that we talk about all the fucking time. But. Yeah. Um, speaking of parents, you took over your dad. Well, you bought. You are now the owner. I am the owner. And proprietor of Perfectly Centered. Yes. Tell You've us. You've been there m- multiple times. I love Perfectly Centered. Thank it you. Always, it loves you. It makes me feel good every time I enter there. You know what? I'm glad you said that because it makes me feel good too. Because everyone's like, you're already spread so thin. Like, you don't have the time to do this. And they're like, I'm like, you're right. I don't have the time to do this. But what I learned during COVID and like my dad's sickness was like, you can always make time for the things that you want to do and that are important totally. to you. And I and I figured it out. And everything else can just go on hold. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else doesn't do their work all the, all the time. All the time. And I always do it. And I go, you know what? I'm going to try not doing it <laughs> and take care of my family right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was it was a very it was not a something I ever planned on doing. I always loved my dad's store. I would always try to convince him to let me work there during the summer. And he was like, uh, no, like my dad loved me very much, but he was like, you know, there's very valuable things in there. Yeah. And also, you know, I don't have the knowledge of sports memorabilia and cards that he was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, I still don't, but I know the business side. And then I have a wonderful comedian and friend, John Campanelli there, who, is, you know, was a division one baseball player and no and is a avid card collector himself mm-hmm. and actually it was one of his childhood dreams to own a baseball card store really? when he was a little kid he wanted to be a baseball card store owner and be a comedian that's fucking brilliant and i go now you both that's yeah right i love making and that's kind of what i wanted to do love with that. the store because my accountant was like um i there was like two accountants at the firm and the dad kind of sent to the son and i work with the son more but the dad said to the son like she knows this isn't gonna like make her there's easier ways that she can make the money that she's going to be making doing this and the son said to his dad he's like yeah but that's not why she's like doing it don't you get it yeah and it was funny to me that the son under well i mean i guess i'm in the same position as the son right but you would think a dad would understand um and uh yeah it's not what you know the business is doing well right now like in in general the hobby of baseball card collecting and sports card collecting Mm -hmm. but i i just you know my dad wasn't prepared to die he wasn't ready to die and so it just felt very unfinished yeah and you know there is art in everything we do whether you're a professional artist or you're pursuing something else and to me I saw a lot of like art and love and care in the store and I was thinking like if I got sick 
unexpectedly and left my work unfinished, I would want someone to pick that up and try to finish it. And uh, very I very Antonio Gaudi of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and I actually even like, you know, because I, I got, you know, into my I wrote my own will actually a couple weeks ago. And in it was like what to do with my art, you know, and, and I left That's it brilliant. to people to take over yeah. because I don't want it to be not that I have written a Confederacy of Dunces, <laughs> but I don't want it to be like Confederacy of Dunces. And like my mom's going through my stuff and like finds this brilliant <laughs> book and she would have had to look through my drawers. Otherwise, it would never have been released to the world. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, that's good to do. Yeah. And no. Because it's the most, when, you, when, you, when you're putting, you know, when you're talking to a lawyer about your assets yeah. and your will, it's all, you, it really makes you catalog in your mind, like, what is important and valuable yeah. to me? And I don't have a car and I don't have jewelry and all these things that he, I'm li- I was li- literally LOLing yeah. when he was asking <laughs> me if I had any of these things. I go, the only things that I care about in this world, um, as far as my assets, are my work and my dog. Yeah. Like, don't let my dog go back to a sh- the shelter mm-hmm. and do something with the work that I've spent my life creating. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> that inspires me to do the same. And, like, I mean, I think that's very commendable of you to take over that business and, like, do that for you. And that's, like, your slice, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, we we both share like a love I think for Queen Herbie. Uh, yes, and she has this, this song Juice mm-hmm. that stands out to me. Where like if you are the fruit, you have like one amount of juice that you can give to like oh, at whoever you want. But mm-hmm. like you have to be sort of selective because everybody wants it. Yeah, and it's like piece of me, Britney Spears. You know what I mean? Yes, like, oh, I love just, that song. Everybody wants like if you're good at what you do, everybody's gonna want just the tiny little bit and then Mm -hmm. at the end like what do you have for yourself so like that's awesome that you did that it's like a big hug every time I go in perfectly centered I feel the same way and like my dad I had a a wonderful artist uh, Jennifer Griffo uh, create a picture of my dad that hangs in the center of the store Mm -hmm. I definitely talked to it um, and that's nice and it and it has you know part of it was also like it was really healing in a way that I didn't think of when I made this like pretty yeah. split decision to take it over. Mm. All I knew was like, you know, we were, we're still pretty deep in COVID when my dad got sick. Um, not from COVID, but you know, uh, and, uh, so I had the time and I had the income and I was, I was like, well, kind of, this is to me is kind of the point of having a flexible career and working for yourself mm-hmm. that when something unexpected happens, you can, just re- recalibrate, redirect your yep. where you're going. And it was nice to be able to do that. And I spent months, I mean, going through, I, I wish you had seen the original store. <laughs> Truly not clean since 1989, oh like layers of dust. <laughs> dust actually, it really preserves things, guys. Um, so I feel like sometimes when you clean things, you end up breaking them more. But that this the dust, like that would come off in like a sheet. Oh my God. Pre- kept, kept things in pristine <laughs> shape. I was... So surprised. I mean, like, I've been sort of look at helping you through some of the posters, too. And as I go through each one, I'm like, these are so... It's, everything is perfectly preserved. Yeah. And, like, and I encourage everyone who's listening to go check out Perfectly Centered. And like, you also have this collection of, like horror and like film and comedy memorabilia as yeah. well like the whole store is very nostalgic yeah and like i think that especially like if if you're like in the demo that i'm in it it's something definitely that you would enjoy um i feel like nostalgia has been coming in 
in the fold more and more. Like the. And wait till you see what we, Ani and I are going to go and pick up some stuff from my, my mother's house. Oh, yeah. And there's like a treasure trove of stuff there. I think there's some, quote, girl stuff, too, because a little girl came in the other day and just broke my heart because she goes, why isn't there any girl stuff in here? Oh, fuck. And I was like, and I was like, do I give her like a mom answer? Do I give her like a social progress answer? Because to me, I was like, well, it depends what kind of I was like, there, you know, there's no girl stuff or boy stuff of course yeah. we know that now yeah. but you know when I I know what she meant she yeah. meant why isn't there any Barbies yeah there's nothing pink in here exactly <laughs> I get it because it's it's so funny talking about you know gender and gender expression because I'm like I have a lot of masculine qualities as far as my personality goes but my interests for the most part very girly like my career all my careers but like I love a Barbie I love something pink yes. I love something sparkly I, you know? <laughs> I love all these things so we're gonna get some Barbies girl and we're gonna bring them to you oh my god I used to have this joke about which is true that I, I get the emails that I get are not about like Syria or anything like I get <laughs> Airbnb Barbie dream house like emails mm. and like that that's like where my FBI agent and I really just see eye to eye like they very much paired me with a good person. I love that. Ah, <laughs> uh, but like it, it Barbie is very nostalgic. I'm happy that Margot Robbie is going to be yeah. Barbie. Oh my god, I saw the picture of what's his name as Ken too. That was that Ryan was Gosling. It was floating around Twitter. Fucking bleached hair, <laughs> spray tan. Oh god, happy pride. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we needed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm just I'm. But I it didn't Aqua not release the rights to Barbie Girl for the movie. I I, I, oh, I in the back of my head I think that was like a pop culture uh, piece that I kind of took in quickly and then moved on to getting angry about something else yeah. but because there was so much serious stuff going on lately so I can't I haven't been able to dive into fluffy pop culture the yeah. way because to me like that's my respite like I need to I need to know but everything's gotten so serious even our beloved Britney oh my God. so serious I even I need an hour of a silly goose time and yes. that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so uh, there needs to be that in my life um because everything is serious and fast moving all the time and like I get phone fatigue. Oh my god! So bad. Um, I don't know if you have the same problem, but it makes me want to have two phones. Um, yes, just, you know. And I did when I worked in talent management, and I used to scoff at that, but it really was a good idea. Yeah. You know, I always say the worst gift I ever got was when my boss bought me a BlackBerry for Christmas, and I go, <laughs> "Oh, so you can contact me more? Fuck that! This is awful." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I used to work for several firms that were like, you have to have your email on uh-huh. and like on your phone. And I'm like, you're not fucking paying for this. Oh, like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So that's. Well, countries are, are starting to in state laws, uh, you know, that where you have to unplug and it's illegal for the boss to contact after office hours. And I think that's so important. Portugal so just important. did it. Yeah. Um, you know, America, the way we run, uh, I don't I don't see that happening and even if it does i feel like people are going to be breaking the rule right yeah. and left but uh i think it's so crucial and i've been trying to set up my own kind of office hours yeah. and letting text come in and be like you can just answer it tomorrow yep. if you you need to train the people in your life to know that it's unacceptable to ask you a work question at two o'clock in the morning absolutely absolutely and like in entertainment i think people glaze over that mm -hmm. so frequently where 
I could be sleeping. Like I could only have my ringer on because I have a sick parent or mm-hmm. like, or something. Yep. And it's just, please don't fucking, <laughs> yeah. don't do that. It's not like I'm going to drop everything that I'm doing right now to do that anyways. Right. Like, unless it's some kind of emergency, but I can't imagine what emergency is happening with like your podcast or something at two in the morning. And the emergencies you know? in uh, entertainment business are always pretty low stakes. Yeah. You know, it's no one's dying. I'm not a doctor at a movie. I don't need to leave right now. Mostly someone just being manic. Yeah. And probably going to talk it out to themselves in the text. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's something that I learned. So many different things. I feel like in the short amount of time that I've been in New York, I feel like in my next life, I will be a therapist. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that will just be the way that it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how are we doing? Well, women are doing therapy for free anyway. Oh, God. Tell me. About Daily. <laughs> Talk about heal by example. <laughs> um, but we're getting close to the one accountability segment. I know I kind of already threw mine out there, but I will reiterate mm-hmm. that I want to just take like a little bit more time to spend with my family mm-hmm. friends and make time for like the projects that I truly love to work on and like with those people. So I think just slimming things down a little bit for like myself personally is something that I need to be accountable for. So that's going to be my thing. <laughs> I, oh yeah. I always think of like that TikTok sound that's, that goes, you'll, you, I actually was like, it's, it's like my new mantra. You'll never regret spending more time with your dog. Oh yeah. I do. You know? And I'm just like, that is, it's so simple and it's so true and it can be applicable to other things or people in your life. I mean, I do actually have a dog, but you can apply it to family. You can apply it. And, and it's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, the time that I spent with my dad um, in hospice, sometimes he knew who I was. Sometimes I, he did. Yeah. Uh, I I basically set myself up for like success in his death because it was imminent mm-hmm. and I go I know me and I don't want to ever think like be be like mad at myself like I could have spent more time with my father yep. and so literally any second I had you know, anytime I had like three hours or more I would go to New Jersey go to hospice and we had some great times like we had really it was you know obviously it was sad because he was quite you know quite visually withering away but we had some really really great times in hospice and i have like some videos and and photos and uh stories and we spent a lot of quality time together and it was i wouldn't trade it for anything it was you know i i think when most people can easily make that decision but you do see you know, documentaries, um, even most recently in the Carlin documentary, when George's wife was was sick, he like he did. He he left to go on the road to do a gig. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to know, especially when someone's sick for a long time, because like you do kind of have to every now and then go and do your work a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he comes back and I'm pretty sure he he entered the hospital room and they were like, yeah, we're pretty, you know, they were pretty she sure she was already passed like, away. Yeah. Was yeah. Like, right. As she was taking her final breaths that yeah. fucking killed me in that documentary jesus christ yeah because even on like the, the the realm that we're in now you know you think like oh i can't tell if the person knows i'm there but like after experiencing it firsthand i'm like whether or not they can convey to you in real world terms that they know you're there they know you're there mm-hmm. and it's very important even if someone is you know in a coma or something to spend time with them yeah physically it's yeah i had that with my grandmother i mean she's been passed now uh for 10 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Um, but in, like in her, she was at home when she passed away, like in her bed, surrounded by everyone that she loved. And yeah, like there were times during that hospice span where like 
I would always try to make a joke at her just to see if like her mind would register. And there were a couple distinct moments, I'll never forget it, where like she cracked a smile and I'm like, fuck yeah, she can hear me. Yeah. This is great. You know, and it's just like stupid crude things that she would never want me to say, but like she was like rolling her eyes, like laughing at me. So that just like meant a lot to to be have that connection. So yeah, and humor yeah. is so powerful to me. You know, you always hear these things of like, oh, we played their favorite song and they came out of a coma. I really would argue that the same is true for a sense of humor because yeah. even when my dad couldn't remember, you know, his whole, he couldn't remember the people in his life. He couldn't remember the experiences. Yeah. But the one thing he, re- he maintained until his dying day was his sense of humor. Amazing. And that's so, it was so nice just on a surface level and it was also just deeply meaningful as a comedian because when you're going through something like that you sometimes you do question like is going up on stage every night and making people laugh like is it enough Mm -hmm. like is there something more valuable I could be doing for the planet or humanity and I was like no this is like it really just I was like, this is this is it. Yeah. It's it's the most powerful thing possibly. It saved my life on a number of occasions. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. Um, just having comedy on repeat or just like knowing that somebody in my is gonna walk into my house today that's gonna make me laugh. You yeah. know? So um and it's always awesome. the people who have had the most fucked up experiences yeah. who like the darkest humor. Of course. That's why it's it's so annoying that people try to take it away from us. And I go, I understand that not everyone heals through a uh, very dark joke, mm-hmm. but people need to understand that it is the most healing thing to a lot of us and they need to step off. Yeah. I mean, some people just have uh, no ability to like express emotion during their sadness. So if you can get them to laugh, that's still creating the same effect of emotion, like letting it out. It's su- exactly. It's yeah. such a release. Yeah. Amazing. Um, sorry. Did you say what you want to manifest or be accountable for? Oh no, I didn't, uh, I didn't think or about this, but let's see. No pressure. Let's see. I mean, for me, uh, it's definitely in the same. It, I did. Fa- I concentrated really hard on family for the past like couple of years. So for me now, I think it is. Uh, it's just like learning how to enjoy life again mm-hmm. because it was really there was a there was a a big part of last year and even this year when I was truly worried I would never feel joy again, mm-hmm. like on a deep level in a way that I've never felt it before. Like I lost the ability to feel joy yeah. um, because of there. all the death I had. So like not only did my dad die before, um, right before my dad got sick, my grandfather died, um, the man I was dating died and my childhood best friend died, like all in the span of four years. So it's just like a really heavy time of loss. Jesus and Christ. you're kind of walking around and be like, oh man, like what? And my therapist was like, are you worried that like other people are going to die? And I'm like, it's not so much that I'm like pretty good at just having people die now. <laughs> um, You're like aware of mortality though. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it just, it was just kind of like, it was just a larger, like, what is it all for kind mm-hmm. of thought. Sure. Um, and so for me, it's just like having more moments of joy. And I know it's like they say you can't curate it, but like you kind of can. You, you can plan. You can. can yeah. You can plan a fun day. You, totally. You know what a you know. I'm in my 30s. You know what a fun day looks like for you <laughs> by this point. So I've just been Absolutely. like, go. I was trying to see Justin Bieber a couple weeks ago, but then poor Justin got sick, I and you know, know his face is like frozen. Poor man can't even swallow. Prayers to him. Right but we're now. Gonna, I'm gonna try to do Avril Lavigne next week and just like nice. get in touch with something I really love, which is is music. Mm-hmm. And because uh, my I had a summerless summer last year and I feel like I always say I'm gonna like relax this summer I'm gonna go to the beach I'm gonna do these things 
And I never do that. So I'm going to have like a summer the way a child should experience a yeah. summer. I've eaten a lot of ro- lobster rolls. Hell yeah. I've already had them from four different establishments. Nice. I've uh, eaten on a boat. I been to a pool like things that would take I would always vow to do and I would never do I'm glad you're doing them and I had to like ask people like I like I like literally just shamelessly put in my Instagram story does anyone have a pool I can sit at (laughs) and guess what Karen Feehan messaged me back and she said I would love for you to spend the day at the pool with me amazing and I said my prayers have been answered (laughs) thank you Karen yeah you just gotta put it out there into the world yeah I'm happy to do fun things with you anytime I love it we will have a hot summer yes yes fun girl summer fun girls that's it that's what you need you forget fun, fun. yes it, you forget fun that's like that's my biggest i told my mom that's my biggest critique on i just feel like we were always so like success focused and like we just didn't have enough fun or i don't know how to have fun well enough i forgot for a yeah. long time yeah like, and it's like i years. am a super fun person <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i'm like i used to be the planner of all the fun like right? i was captain of the liddy committee what am i talking about <laughs> it, you I, know it must be cut from the same cloth because yeah. my nickname in long you know it was after college was corinne fisher party animal oh my god remind me to show you t-shirts <laughs> after this truly it was like I was going out and when I had my job in talent management I was partying so hard like on a Tuesday as one does it was great it was great okay cool um dude well we were we were gonna have a fun girl summer nice and then in September we're gonna we're gonna see if we did it yeah cool hell yeah thank you so much for coming on where can we see you live where can they follow you yes um so primarily you should check out christina hutchinson and my full-length comedy special that ani worked on you'll see the beautiful set that she designed and did so many other things that you're not even credited for but just like really (laughs) saved the whole the day all together um uh it's called our special day you can go to youtube.com slash guys we fucked without the you and fucked and it's pinned right there um and you can also listen to you my podcasts the ones i have going right now are guys we fucked the anti-slut shaming podcast about sexuality always with a comedic twist a lot of feminism talks there uh i have without a country that is uh the current news but again we roast the hell out of it mm-hmm. so you'll learn but also you'll realize what uh fuck boys uh most politicians are <laughs> and then if you want to go vintage you can listen to two less lonely girls yes. uh, which is my podcast with rosebud baker about being um uh, an adult Justin Bieber fan. Yeah. But we dive into pop culture as a whole. Like yes. I have a, a breadth of knowledge about pop culture and I share it on that show. Specifically um, the Spice Girls. If yes. you really want to get into it. That's my number one. I really should do a Spice Girls podcast because like what am I doing with all this knowledge? Oh yeah. Um, but, <laughs> and you can follow me on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Philanthropy Gal. Oh yeah. Thank you so much. The, the, the link to the... Um, comedy special will be in the description of this podcast. Nice. Um, you guys can all find me at Ani underscore Moosh on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I changed it. I started it over. Or we're doing a new TikTok. Yay. Um, and check out too much content.live. Love you guys. Ani,